This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue uh, sharing this week about the trees of righteousness, because throughout scriptures, God shows that he gives many analogies and references to man being compared to trees. And as we said earlier in the week, the Hebrew word for trees comes from a Hebrew word that means firmness. And God wants to be firm in the Lord. The scriptures we looked at are worth repeating because it's Psalm 1 and a portion of scriptures from Jeremiah 17. So if you have your Bibles, look with us at Psalm number 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Now the writer of the psalm compares to what happens to the wicked person. In other words, this man is not blessed. This is a wicked man. Verse 4, The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous by the way of the wicked, but the way of the wicked will perish. So, Jenny, what a clear distinction there is between the wicked and the blessed. And we see the same thing in Jeremiah 17, where the comparison is between the blessed and the cursed. If you have your Bibles, let's look at Jeremiah 17, beginning at verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, or other versions say, who trusts in flesh, and makes flesh his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert, And will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in stony wastes in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. Now here's the comparison. Verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. Another version said, and whose hope is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in the year of drought nor cease to yield its fruit. Jenny, what a desire we should all have to be like 
that kind of tree. And we were bringing out, showing Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that the comparisons in these scriptures is really one who walks according to the flesh, leaning on flesh, leaning on mankind, versus whatever the report from a doctor is, or whatever the condition in the world is, or whatever we think or feel that we would choose to trust God in the situation, bring us through the situation. And we gave an example of Brother Moses. If we live, we live unto the Lord. And if we die, we die unto the Lord. For whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. And that can't come in a natural man because we would fear the unknown. But when we walk in the spirit and not live in the flesh, we become blessed because God is blessed, and he blesses us. Amen. Bless the Lord. We read from Psalm 118, uh, verses 8 and 9, which read, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. So we see, Juni, what what we're talking about really is the ongoing battle that we all face as believers. Are we going to trust the Lord or trust ourselves or other people? And this is what we are trying to bring across this week. So when we go back to verse 7 in Jeremiah 17, it says, Blessed is the man whose trust, who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. And there's scriptures throughout, especially in the Psalms, that really confirm this, don't they, Junie? They really do, Shelley. And one of those uh, scriptures that you're referring to, we find in Psalm 92, verses 12, 13, 14 and 15. Psalm 92, beginning at verse 12. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. Verse 15. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Hallelujah. What a powerful portion of Scripture. Junie, if we go to Isaiah chapter 61, I want to read the first three verses. Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. This is exactly what Jesus read in the synagogue in Nazareth. To bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting, so that they will be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Junie, it's so powerful because when we live like a tree firmly planted by the waters, it doesn't reflect us. It's going to bring glory to the name of Jesus. And that's why we are on this earth right now. And Shelley, the scriptures that you just read shows that the root that this tree is eating from is the Lord himself. That's why the Lord can give beauty for ashes. Yes. That's why the Lord himself binds up the brokenhearted. That's why 
Isaiah 61 was read by Jesus in the synagogue. Really? And then the book was closed. Amen. Because he himself is the one who is the Lord God and pours his spirit upon us. Amen. We find another example of what we're trying to bring out this week in Isaiah 60, verses 19 through 21. So the one who trusts in flesh has trouble, and the one who trusts in the Lord, right, Shelley, is one who will flourish. So Isaiah 60, verse 19, No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor for brightness will the moon give you light. But you will have the Lord for an everlasting light and your God for your glory. Your sun will no longer set, nor will your moon wane. For you will have the Lord for an everlasting light. And the days of your mourning will be over. Then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever. The branch of my printing the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. So God is going to bring about wonders for us. And when we think of having no moon or a change in the atmosphere or in the earth, we would be petrified. But when we trust in the Lord, we know that he has heavens and earth that he created, your life and my life, and all that's endearing to us and to our listeners in his hands. You know, as we're talking, Junie, it becomes very clear that I never saw this before. Righteousness, our righteousness, requires a planting that's deep, that goes down into the Lord. And as we do that, what's the result? We bring glory to the name of God. And that's why we're on earth, to glorify God. It's really powerful. Look, let's look at a portion of Hosea 14. It talks about Israel. Beginning in verse 1, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously, that we may present the fruit of our lips. Assyria will not save us. We will not ride on horses, nor will we say again, Our God, to the work of our hands, for in thee the orphan finds mercy. Again, this goes right back to the indictment that we read before about Israel trusting in in the strength of man. Verse 4, I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like the lily, and he will take root like the cedars of Lebanon. His shoots will sprout, and his beauty will be like the olive tree, and his fragrance like the cedars of Lebanon. Those who live in his shadow will again raise grain. They will blossom like the vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon. O Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after you. I am like a luxuriant cypress. Luxuriant cypress from me comes your fruit. Juni, what an encouragement that God is going to do this and Israel is going to come back to the Lord and be like this, a luxuriant vine. And to understand for our listeners, Israel, the leaders of Israel, Shirley and I are Jews who know that Jesus is the Messiah. But Israel as a nation has been kept by God for 2,000 years as an unbelieving nation. For scriptures that are written about Israel, 
and their redemption as a nation to come to pass. And it, it really is powerful what you read, Shelley, because it has to do with an acknowledgement of the Lord. If Jesus is the Lord, then Jesus is the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. And the scripture tells us about Jesus that he has become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So the scriptures that we've been reading about the righteousness of God and the uh, parallelism of man being as a tree, the sap and the root need to come deep into the heart and the mind of God, and we need to walk in the spirit yes. and not in the flesh, Shelley. And when we give our hearts and minds and life to Jesus, then he becomes our life. Amen. And our life changes, Amen. and those around us change yes, because Lord. they know something is different. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Thank Lord. you, Lord. You're overwhelming. Your goodness is so great. And, Lord, we see that... You are not finished with Israel. You're going to be the luxuriant vine, and they're going to come to the fullness of the knowledge of Messiah. And you're not finished with us, Lord. Yes. We pray for our listeners. Yes. I pray for Shelley, and I pray for myself. And those who don't know you, Lord, that we would turn to you, we would cry out to you, we would give our hearts and minds to you again, that you might become our righteousness. Yes. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and Junevolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.